thank you so much for joining us once again in another installment of Stay Uncomfortable. I am Johan. It's your boy Ovi. And we miss you guys. It's been a while. Actually, two weeks exactly, right? Not exactly. Like yeah, well, more than two weeks. Two weeks. I'm shaking my head. Yeah, it's been two weeks. Guys, I have not been in the best mood uh, health-wise. I've had a terrible migraine. Horrible. It just keeps moving, but it doesn't go away. I think you're just soft. He thinks I'm just soft. Well, guess what? I still have a migraine as we speak right now, but we're we're doing our best to keep it going. Oscar, how are you feeling? Me? I'm tired. I, I could see. I'm a little sleepy. I'm not used to this night this, this night pod. This is our first evening episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's the last one too. Hopefully. I like morning episodes better. Me too. Uh, but guys, we're doing this out of pure necessity. For those of you who don't know and are new to the show, I am a trucker and my schedule is at the mercy of what my boss wants me to do. So if I have to Go to Baltimore in the morning, then I'm going to Baltimore in the morning. It means that we're not recording in the morning. Uh, thus far, I have never had to work a Thursday morning, and this week I had to, so that's why we're recording today at this time. But um, we thank you so much for being part of the of the Stay Uncomfortable family. That's the first time I use that phrase, but I like it. Eh. Eh. We'll, we'll need some work. Mm. Oscar, please yeah. tell me you got a question for me. I mean, for the question, obviously I have the, the weekly... The weekly checkup for you and for everybody on the live, right. basically, on you know your rating from one to ten. How are you feeling mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically? All right. Mentally, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a four. I haven't been. I know all your ratings about to be low, bro. They <laughs> on the floor, man. I don't feel the best mentally. I'm a four. I've been really fatigued. Yes, it's it's like a constant thing that's always there. It's like you can't even dismiss it. Spiritually, I'm at a seven because I've been praying to God a lot to take this away from me. Good. So there's that. Physically, I'm going to give myself a good two. Figured. I'm alive because God wants God wants me alive, bro. I ain't never seen nobody die from a migraine. I'm starting to believe it's a possibility because, man, this is not fun. But um, besides that, besides that, man, I'm 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 alright. I'm doing good. All right. How about you? <clears throat> I mean, physically, I'm a physically. I give myself an eight. I'm not as sick as I was for the past month of October. That's true. October was not good to me. You were sniffling. Yeah, way too much. Uh, so I give myself physically like an eight. Mentally and emotionally, I give myself probably like a six. Okay. Six isn't too bad. And then spiritually, I give myself a seven. Oh, so we're right there, huh? Yeah. Hopefully in the same spirits today, because we got to talk about a lot of stuff. But then I got the real question. Oh, you, you do have one. I, I do you... have a question. Oh, okay, what's up? Uh, I, got, I wrote it down because I was going to forget. Uh, what is the most memorable, what is one of the most memorable moments of our whole friendship? The car accident. Tell the story. All right, so Oscar and I, I just want you guys to know, Oscar and I are, we're idiots sometimes, okay? We don't think things through, and um, we we go through a lot of unnecessary challenges. That Let me just put it that way. This was, I want to say this was almost, almost 10 years ago at this point. I think I was still in high school, so I'm going to say like 20, yeah, 2014, because it was my first, first car. Yeah, so almost a decade ago, right? 
uh, we had just gotten out of church uh, worship practice. Yeah. We, uh, we were uh, we were musicians in a band, in a worship band, and we had just gotten out of practice. My friend was taking uh, some of the guys home, and he was in front of us, and Oscar and I were in the car behind him. Oscar, this by the way, he had just received this car as a gift. Yeah, for my 16th birthday. For his 16th birthday. It was a really... Was it an Altima? It was a 1999 Nissan Altima. Like, it was, like, yellow, all It was rusted. gold. It was a gold one. It was, Yeah, it was all rusted up. So, it was basically yellow at that point. Yeah. Yeah. When you open the door, it'd be like... Ee! Yeah. So, no love for that car, but a love for the hoopty. That, <clears throat> that one saved us a lot, right? Facts. So, the guy in front of us, shout out to Johnny Pepin. Who was a great driver. Who, was a, who is an excellent driver. <laughs> That guy started driving, and we're, we're racing apparently out of nowhere. I'm like, are we really doing this? Okay, mind you, in a school zone. And mind you, he had his little siblings in the back. In car. the back, right? So they're flooring it. I'm sitting in the passenger side. None of us have our seatbelts on. And which, by the way, the more I'm going to go into this, the dumber you're going to realize that we are. Uh, no seatbelts on. Johnny runs the first stop sign, and we run it too. The stop sign, which is like a gonna say half a block afterwards it's in a cemetery johnny decides not to run the stop sign oscar thinks that he's gonna keep going and we almost hit them in the back of the car oscar in the last effort to not hit them makes a quick right hits a tree head on and we didn't hit the stop sign or them at all and the car was immediately totaled and, yeah. and I, I've never seen this man more frustrated ever, ever. Well, I, I ran through, I ran through a, a, fence. a fence and then the tree was on the other side, but it was a cemetery too. Yeah. So it's kind of symbolic how dumb that was. Yeah. The cop came, he saw what had happened. What, and he's like, how, how are you two still alive? I dropped, like, I dropped the F-bomb, like the whole block could hear me. I was no, like, you dropped two. Yeah, <laughs> I slammed my phone charge. I was just so mad. You know, the impact was so hard. The impact was so hard that the car went from drive to neutral just on the impact. On and, its own. And the door wouldn't even open. We had to go through the back. Yeah, do you know what the funny thing is? This man was keeping it together, and then his mother pulled up, and he just started crying. He just started bawling. Because, okay, my mom is very, like, you could tell, she, like, if anything, she's never going to, she didn't go to college or anything, but she's like a... She She's knows an how to, educated woman. Yeah, yeah, so like she she never beat me as a child, but like her psyche game was so crazy that I wish she would have beat me. Yeah, she she really if when she was willing to hurt you, she just had to say so, something. So so I know I know I was acting dumb, but like you know when as a child when you act dumb you expect some type of punishment, and she just came and she was like, "Well, I'm just glad you're okay." I'm like, "No, like tell me how much of an idiot I am, please." Yeah, but honestly, that that was such a bad moment in our lives because. Not only did you lose your driver's, you didn't lose your driver's license. You lost your vehicle. Yeah, I lost my car. We could have potentially died, and we still had to play the next day in church. Like yeah. nothing happened. It was just such a uh, an eye opening experience because we were. We, we, I'm telling you, we were dumb, and I could have told him like, "Yo, slow down. What are you doing? This is not a good idea." Nope. Head on into a tree. Yeah. What were you thinking, bro? Bro, I was just eight, sixteen years old, and I'm like, bro, like, living life, speed, fast and the furious, yeah, fast and the furious. <laughs> Dominic Toretto over here, but um, 
But yeah, man, that's a really memorable. That's engraved in my mind, honestly. And by the way, ever since then, Oscar has been a pretty, pretty good driver. I've tried. Pretty good driver. He's gotten stopped more than I have, and got more tickets than I have. But I haven't been into any car. Accidents. But he, but he hasn't been in any car accident since. So, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, by the way, Hannah says that people have died from migraines a few times. So learn something new every day. I guess this was fun while it lasted. Anyway, so <laughs> what's um what's your most memorable experience with me, bro? Of our of our friendship? Yeah. Uh, there's so many. I want to say the one that's the you, most. You heard that right? I'm a memorable guy. Me. Uh, Keep going, bro. I don't, I don't even know to be honest. Why would you ask me that <laughs> if you don't have any any examples, bro? <laughs> okay, like I don't want to take too much time thinking though. That's the thing. Like, there's so many of them. Just choose, bro. Come on. Say something nice about me. I don't know. Bro, like, I don't know. <sighs> I would say maybe the same one. I think I, maybe maybe our maybe our trip overseas to DR. That's valid. Oh, that's true. We did go to DR twice. Yeah, we went to the Dominican Republic twice. The second time, we went with our soon-to-be wives. The first time, they didn't go. Yeah, maybe the cockroaches in, in in the where we were staying. That all was right, all right. I have to get this off my chest now that you mentioned the cockroaches. This is there's a lesson to be learned in this, by the way. <sighs> for 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 the, like you know the younger generation that are going to be men, this is not a good look for you. It's not. This is embarrassing for me for you to say, it, but it I don't should care. be. It should be. So it was Johnny, right? Jacob, a good friend of ours, and Oscar. The guys we were assigned to sleep in a room. It the was men. The, well, in, in that case, the guys, because I was the only man. That, that roach made us look like boys. Bro, there were roaches. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. There were roaches the size of what? They're huge. Yeah, they were big roaches. They were pretty big roaches, right? If you want to get a good look up Australian sea roach, and you're going to see what I mean. Don't look it up. Anyway, so I find these guys just throwing stuff across the room, trying to trying to like... I'm like, what's going on here? Like, oh, there's a roach in there. I'm like, really? And it, it was it was under a lot of stuff. And I had to go in there and kill this roach. Or it was more than one. It was like two or three. And I had to kill them because these guys were like huddled up in a corner because they were afraid to die. We were th- we threw your shoe at it. Yeah, they threw my shoe at it. They didn't hit it, so I had to go in and kill it. It's like, what are you guys doing, bro? And I'm, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So that, that was pretty memorable. That was really your most memorable experience with me as a roach. That's the only one I can think of right now. Man, you've cried so many times on my shoulders. You, we've shared. I don't so want to ma- talk about that. Okay, all right. So he doesn't want to be portrayed as soft today. You know, one one day I'm gonna tell the story of the one year absence. All right, but not today because it, it's it's long. It's still kind of tender. I'm not gonna lie. So it's all right. We'll 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 tell that story in, the, in, the, in another the day. But man, speaking of of everything, and is that that it? That's it. All right. So there is a theme, a topic that we are going to discuss today. It's 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 really unfortunate how a lot of men are portrayed in a certain light. Sometimes it's their own fault. Today we're going to be talking about simp activity, right? Yeah. And just for, for context, we need to define what a simp is because people are using that word left and right without any context. For example, I make a video, you know, praising my wife for the littlest things because I do not want to be the husband that lets these things just go unnoticed. I want to, you know, swear even for the little stuff. And 
I got people in my comment sections calling me a simp because I'm happy that my wife is, you know, happy. Make me exactly. I, I like I, I say I would go out of my way for my wife to do X Y Z. I get called a simp. Guys, that's not what that word means. To be a simp means to go above and beyond for a woman who has no interest in you and have, has made it clear that she has no interest in you. Mm-hmm. It's like, imagine that you have a crush on a girl. Because I feel like I'm going to have to dumb this down. Imagine that you have a crush on a girl and she knows that she has she wants nothing to do with you and you keep buying her presents. You keep giving her money. That happened to me one time in elementary school. I gave a girl like a necklace with like her first letter initial on it, and she was like, just threw it out. In front of you? Bro, <laughs> have you healed from that? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Oh my God. Damn, bro. That's... But that was, that was, I guess you could say, I know she didn't want, I know she didn't like me. I know she didn't like me, but I thought that maybe because of what I had gotten her. That that would have changed her her outlook. Yeah, no. When a woman don't want, when a girl don't want nothing to do with you, she gonna make it clear, hopefully. But here's what happens. I feel like sometimes us men we put ourselves in the situation where we can be looked at as being simp's or whatever word can be used in that context, and we we truly we do it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. So, for any guys listening to this, I'm going to be very honest with you right now. I feel like we're all guilty of participating in that tomfoolery, those shenanigans. Yeah, especially as younger As young guys. You know why? Because we have good intentions at heart. And if if we want to impress a girl, we'll try to do it. The problem becomes, it becomes an issue when we start to do these things out of hand. We start to make them feel uncomfortable or we just start to act out of pocket. Yeah, like a creep. Exactly. So what is like what is like the most um I guess you could say what did you do at the beginning of your relationship with your wife that that you think got you to the position where you are now? Uh I mean she's always liked you, but what kind of like enhanced it like like what did you do romantically? Uh well the type of stuff. It don't need to be nothing big, but just something some just little things that you used to do here and then. Well, I think it would help like the people that don't know where to start. Like the guys who like, he's being a simp right now. I'm I'm, I'm not being a simp, you know. I'm just <laughs> with, trying with, to with the guy. Like I think it would help with the guys who have like whatever, like social anxiety or just afraid of rejection or just don't know how to go about like approaching a female. Well, I feel like the most important thing you can do is be honest about your feelings and your intentions. Yeah, like be very honest with how you feel about them. And then act in accordance to those feelings right. if they are willing to reciprocate them. Because that's the first thing. It's one thing to ask a girl out, right? It's one thing to tell them that you like them. But it's a whole different thing to just go about doing these things unprompted. Like, sure, it might se- seem romantic at first. Yeah. But then, bro, you, you bought her five bouquets of flowers in the past month. And she don't even have your number saved on her phone. Yeah. So what are we doing? What Being are we simps. doing? Exactly. Being simps. Yeah. So at first, you know, with my wife, I would, you know, text her here and there, talk to her. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I was not the best friend at, at the beginning of it. I was I was an idiot at the beginning of our, of our relationship. Right. So I had to take it slow. But then, slowly went picking up. And then, you know, I, I was able to, I earned the right 
to to flower to to basically give her the things that she deserves and wanted. Yeah. So with that being said, um, you need to be very careful on how you approach any woman, any women that are that you're interested in. Yeah, absolutely. Be, sometimes coming off too strong is an issue too, bro. Yeah, it's a what? It's an issue. Oh, and it's an ick. That's a term that's being used a lot. An ick. An ick. Yeah. I don't like that word. It's being overused too much now. Exactly, because I don't like it because now people in relationships are using that word. Like, oh yeah, my man gave me the ick because he tippy-toed. So, so it basically is not... It shouldn't even be. You shouldn't even be considered simping if it's in the in the means of your own of your own relationship. Then no, and that's the problem with, with with a lot of men. And I think is that they they, I think a lot of men want to be sims, but they just society has deemed that such a like a low for men, that it's almost not acceptable. I mean, bro, here's the thing. I don't really think that being a simp is a good thing. I really don't, because you're basically removing the risk your girl is well not your girl at this point the girl that you're trying to attract is not going to respect you the girl that you're trying to attract is not going to to look at you how you want her to see you because no man wants to be seen as this like oh yeah he'll just do whatever this yes man suck up exactly like if you want a good relationship she needs to respect you she has to be a person that looks up to you. Yeah. And and you also have to be a, a girl who is willing to respect your man because let's talk to the woman right now. Why are you with a man that you don't respect? Why are you giving this man, why are you taking this man's money if you know that you don't want to be with him? Are you manipulating this guy? Are you just using him for his money, for, for what he could do for you? It's a really nice feeling to know that a guy wants to do things for you, but at the end of the day, is that the right thing to do? Absolutely not. So I think it, it goes into the 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 portion of if you are in a relationship, then I don't think you can be con- considered a simp. Yeah, you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. Now, now th- this is where it gets a little bit tricky. Are you doing what your girl wants you to do? That's the thing, and that's where I, and that's where a lot of men like you or like me we get. We get a lot of thrown a shot, a lot of shots thrown at us, and it's because of that. It's because they're not, they're not feeding their spouses within the means of their house. And when I say feeding, I mean emotionally nurturing them. Right. So, and that, and you know, that's obviously like where cheating comes through. Because then, if 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 you leave, if you allow your spouse to leave the house hungry, she's gonna eat somewhere else. Ooh. So, what happens is that if you if you like, we get called sims in a negative in a negative way only because we are what those many of those guys want to be. Yeah. They just don't know or never learned how to do it. Bro, everybody everybody wants to give love. Every man ever wants to give love to one woman. This is where people get it wrong. Men aren't inherently cheaters, players. Men, little boys, they all want to give love to one girl. Want that girl to be showered with everything that they can they can offer them and not even and not even cheating like if we just go back to to like the whole sim thing like every every woman wants to be put on that pedestal where you know the man surprises you with roses he surprises you with chocolate he does the little things the things that you see in movies type of things exactly but my point is like 
every man wants to do that, but over the, the course of their lives, they are conditioned into not wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. They're conditioned into thinking that being a player is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Conditioned into thinking that the more girls you have, the better. That women don't deserve you. That every girl is out to get you. Mm-hmm. And and we start believing these lies. I'm telling you, bro, we've been fooled. We've been drinking the Kool-Aid the whole time. And also, like, like just the level of comfortability because even when you finally have her, you just feel so comfortable enough that you feel like you, you don't have to keep trying. Exactly. Like she's not going nowhere. And that's a really bad spot to be in. How can you look at a woman that you love and just say, eh, she's she's fine. She's had enough. She's she she's not going nowhere. She already or here's what we say, she knows what she got. She knows what she has at her home. And sure, yeah, she bro. she she might be in a good place financially, but is she in a good place emotionally? Exactly. Is she in a good place that where she can say, you know what, my man is always gonna be there for me? Are you providing that for her? Because we have taken not wanting to be a simp so far that now we're neglecting our spouses. We're neglecting our girls. Mm-hmm. All under the guise of, I, I want to be a tough guy. I don't want to be seen under this negative light. Mm-hmm. And it's really ridiculous because if there's one person that you should be giving all of that attention to, it's her. I'm, Go ahead. I'm, I'm telling you, this is not something that any of us are, are born without. And, and And it goes back to, like we talk about all the time, like the influence, like... We don't, we don't have enough friends around us as men that will really applaud those type of things. And instead, like, we get the type of men that when your wife calls and she asks where you at, and he's like, oh, I'm just hanging out with the guys. You hang up the phone call. Those guys, a lot of guys will immediately be like, oh, you got to report yourself. Oh, I bet you she's the one with the pants. I bet you. So they don't they don't enforce the, the good behavior. No. But the moment that as a man that you cheat, that's the that's the stuff that they clap up. That's the stuff that you get an audience for. Exactly. It's always because I, I've always hated that, man. We encourage the bad behavior and then we wonder why relationships don't work. We encourage the crappy uh, approach to how it's the red pill, honestly. The red pill the culture. Matrix. Yeah, exactly. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, let me educate y'all. There is a, uh, a sudden counterculture movement that's been happening for some time now. Whether it be Andrew Tate, the Fresh and Fit podcast, fill in the blank. These guys have been telling men that women are the problem. These guys have been telling men that these females are always out to get you. That these females are hoes. That these females XYZ. And then what bothers me is that the answer to that issue for them is to have sex with as many women as you can. You are literally feeding into the same problem that you're creating. So it's this huge overcorrection that happens in the in the culture with, with, under the guise of trying to be the toughest, hardest man that you possibly can be, mm-hmm. and you're just ruining your yourself in the future. For example, these guys say that marriage is not worth it for men anymore. That the dating scene nowadays is terrible because all these women have a high body count. All these women, all, the, all they want just for your money. That all these women want. And I'm like, bro, where are you looking for these women? Where are you finding them? The strips in Miami. Because if you're if you're in Las Vegas and on the strip trying to trying to find a wife, you might find her there. You most likely won't. 
You cannot look in a certain pool of people and say all these women are the problem when the people that you're looking at all share the same values. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I'm telling you, I have a really big problem with the fresh and fit people and Andrew Tate and all that. And don't get me wrong, sometimes they'd be saying true things. Yeah. But I don't always agree with them because you cannot tell me, okay, this is a problem. The solution is to sleep with as many women as possible. That doesn't make any sense. But I heard something today. I was on Instagram scrolling. And I heard uh, it was it was one of those podcasts, and somebody said one of the guys was speaking. He goes, he goes, oh, I know you guys. I, I know you guys know who this girl is, and he named some girl. He's like, you guys know she's my main. We are in an open relationship, open for me, but not for her. That is, you know, that they all think like that, right? I imagine so. They all think like that. They say, they say. I, I hate that they were even using the Bible to 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 support that asinine point of view. They were saying, uh, it is never you, you never see a woman applauded for having a lot of men, but you always see men applauded for having a lot of women. Yeah. Stupid societal standards. That has never been a good thing. Nope. And I'm telling you. Us, us men, I don't know why men always fall on one side of the spectrum. Either we are super simps, that's that's a term, we're, we're super simps going after every woman that does not want to be with us, mm-hmm. or we become hoes, and, and our promiscuity it's goes too, through the roof. Even worse than the women that we're accusing of being hoes. It's two extremes. So the, there is, believe it or not, a sweet spot in the middle. There is a spot where you can tell yourself, hey, listen, you know what? It's okay for me not to have a million partners. Mm-hmm. It's okay for me to, to to love one woman. And it's okay for me to want to shower her with my love. The, and, pro- the, the problem with both of those extremes is that they both require attention in order for you to be fulfilled. The middle part is the part that you're hidden in that doesn't require anybody's attention. Right. So then you have to ask yourself, though, do are, are we ready to participate in the attention that 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 requires, because it, let me tell you something. It is not. Uh, I'm gonna refer, I'm gonna try to put this in a way that you would say it. Me. Yeah, because this is something that you would say. Not everybody is ready to be in a relationship that requires that amount of attention. You're smiling because you know that's true. It's facts. Not everybody is ready. To participate in a relationship that requires that amount of attention. Because do you feel comfortable giving that amount of attention every day? Mm-hmm. Do you feel comfortable receiving that amount of attention every day? And from one person. From one person. Because that's what it is. Are you going to get bored from, from that? Do you believe that this is, quote unquote, simping? That is where it all goes down. That's where it all goes down. Then you start hearing the little voices and it's like, mm, like do I really... Do I really want my boys to see me this way? Do I really want them to see me when it really shouldn't matter? No. The only person that should matter whose opinion is the person that you're with. Bro, that has always been such a pet peeve of mine. Such a pet peeve. Why? For the guys listening to me, why do you find it so important what your boys think of you? You might as well marry them at that point. Because if they're going to influence your marriage and your relationship so much that you wouldn't move a stone for your wife just because your boys would think that you're soft, bro, they have their own problems to worry about. Mm-hmm. In, in, in 50 years from now, it's not going to be your boys next to you. It's going to be your girl. And it's funny because it, those be the same dudes that low-key in your DMs be the ones telling you how do you do it, bro. 
Exactly. One year, once you're down the line, 20 years into marriage and 30 years happily married, those are the ones that will hit you up and be like, how'd you do it, bro? And then, and then, here's a, here's a kicker. Those are the guys that secretly wish that they had what you have but publicly hate. Mm. That's something I say. That's something you say, right? There you go with the Snapple facts. Anyway, those are the guys who who publicly be like, "Yo, this guy is doing too much. I don't know why this why why he's all head over heels for this girl." And you're like, "Yeah, keep talking." Fifteen years down the line, you have a beautiful family, have beautiful kids. You're content, and and they they're still living in their mother's basement, which is <clears throat> nothing wrong with living with your or parents. Or not even. They could they could be wherever they could be living. They could have a house that they own. They could have a, a car. But ultimately, it's like we you know biblically speaking, men was made to be with, with with a woman. Yeah, you could have all the materialistic things, but if you don't like love, it, love is I think the number one principle in all creation, and it's yes. wired in all of us. Yes, that's so true. So if you don't have that, you could have everything else, but you're not going to be fulfilled. You're not. And and here's the thing, I, I keep going back to the same point. We all have. I'm talking specifically about men. I don't. I don't want you guys to believe the, the lie that men are all hoes, that men are all promiscuous, that men all want to be with a million women at the same time. No, 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 no. That's a lie that's been sold to us by Hollywood. A lie that's been sold to us by by books that aren't really true. A lie that's been sold to us by so many other guys who have believed the lie themselves. That's not what men inherently believe. They, from I was about to talk in Spanish for some reason. That's because uh, you're getting passionate. Ha- I, I yeah, yeah. I, that, that's exactly what's going on. From from the get go, if we actually listen to our our hardwiring, the, mm-hmm. the way that God designed us, we're designed to love our wives to the point of dying for them. The Bible says. Love your wives as Christ loved the church or mm-hmm. loves the church. He died for the church. Mm-hmm. He was killed by the people that he was dying for. Mm-hmm. That is a type of love that many men will never participate in because they see it as too much. They see it as too much of an extreme that men shouldn't do that, uh, go that far for a woman. Because, it again, we're reducing our wives and these girls that we love to what can they do for me? And then we never consider the fact that it should be what can we do for them? They love their boys more because they're willing to go to jail for their men. Bro, how? I'm telling you, bro. I'm, they're willing to get into bottle fights at the club for their man. Exactly. Like, how are you willing to, you're not going to snitch for your boy. Like, you're going to go to jail for your boy. But your girl tells you a couple things that are true automatically you out the door. Just say that you can't handle the truth. Just say that you cannot handle being confronted. Because mm-hmm. your boys, rarely if ever do they confront you. Mm-hmm. They never keep you accountable. Bro, if there's one person that knows you, knows your, your garbage, knows you for who you truly are, it's your girl, your wife, the woman that you that you always are. Bro, somebody was, was saying that the most scandalous person the, the, the biggest scandal is a person like a pastor preaching from an altar when his wife knows all the dirt that he'd be doing. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest scandal you can ever do because that woman, slowly, you're killing her respect for you. 
But that's never going to be your boys. Your boys are always going to be there for you. Your boy, that's my guy. No matter what, we ride or die. Been with me since kindergarten. Bro, let me tell you something. Your wife also rides or dies for you. That's She's not just this person to the left. She rides and dies for you. But she can't keep you accountable. Bro, did you know that somebody told me? I, I made a post a couple weeks ago talking about how if men listen to their wives more often, if we were to actually listen to our wives, take heed of the word, and actually, you know, do what they ask of us. Now, I'm not saying like them bossing us around, mm-hmm. but actually do what they ask of us, we would be so much happier. And I, I confessed it myself. I have forfeited so many blessings because I didn't listen to my wife. And in turn, when I do listen to her, I'm like, why don't I do this all the time? We're stubborn creatures. We are so stubborn that we are willing to to go down the path that we want to just because. Mm. No matter the consequences. Oh, but God forbid that I listen to my wife. But your boys, when they see you now, they say, that's right, you teach her. You tell her. She, she let, let her stay in her place. Tell her who wears the pants in the family. What does that even mean? And this is where we get the simp culture. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I listen to my wife, that doesn't make me a simp. That makes me a wise man. The Bible personifies women as wise. I said that backwards. The Bible personifies wisdom as a woman. Mm-hmm. In, a, in, in a metaphorical way, mm-hmm. you know. But then it also says that the wise woman edifies her house. Why would I not, why would I not listen to the wise woman who's edifying my house? So many times I've wanted to do things, and my wife goes, I don't know about that. She doesn't just say no off the rip. She goes, I don't know about that. Maybe we should consider different options. Maybe you should see it from a different way. No. I'm going to do this just because every single time I end up eating my words. Every time. And this is where I wish men would give up the pride because we have to be honest, it is a pride issue. It's pride. We have to understand that not giving heed to what our wives are are asking. By the way, I'm using the word wife. I do believe that there's certain things that should be exclusive to a wife. Don't just listen to any girl that you want to call your little girlfriend. Yeah, that's true too. Don't just be listening to any girl. Oh, yeah. No. The woman that you propose to and marry has your last name. That woman has rights over you. You don't like hearing that? I don't care. But I don't even like hearing that. But I'm but, gonna keep it a bean. But you but but it's true. It's, it's true. But I don't even like hearing it. No, you know why we don't like hearing it, bro? Because we grow up with this sense sense of independence, which is good. That that kind of does make us the men that we are. But that sense of independence tends tends to go a little bit too far when we don't realize that when we marry our wives, that sense of independence dies. We're not independent anymore. We are mm-hmm. dependent. We're not We're not living in a home with a random person. That is the woman that you are one with. The Bible says that we are one flesh. Why do we not treat it that way? And all the words that I'm saying right now, I'm pretty sure a lot of men are rolling their eyes at me right now. Like, listen to this simp talking about. Same thing. Same thing, bro. It's the vicious cycle. If you don't want to be a good husband, just say that. Or if you don't want to be a husband at all. Then why did you get married? Because I'm pretty sure that the same guys that are rolling their eyes right now, look at their phones. How many girls are they texting right now? Because they don't feel like they have to submit to that. 
bro, it, right now, right now, this is for the guys. I would leave the room if you were a guy right now. Did you leave? Okay. If your girl were to go through your phone right now, would that mean the end of your relationship? If so, what are you doing? Because you can't blame anyone for that. You put yourself in that situation. You cannot blame anyone for the things that you're doing. If, you, if, if the answer is no, thank you for being a decent husband or a decent man. All I'm telling you is the dirt that you be going through, that you put yourself through, and the embarrassing situation that you put your wife through, all under the guise of being the man, that's garbage, bro. That is a lie from Satan himself, and you believed it. You ate that up, and you left no crumbs. Congratulations. You're an idiot. Played yourself. You played yourself. And it go and 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 <clears throat> it's to the to the other point. Even with the whole sim thing, like a lot of guys just they're never proud of the woman that they have on the uh, on their side. And one of the things that we have here is like the like you know posting on Instagram and even like wearing your ring and things like that. Yeah. Like we don't have enough men. You don't you you don't even know who, who who's out here who's out here really wearing a ring or like if you're really married or anything like that because everybody's just hiding in the shadows about it. That's true. And even that is considered, you know, simp activity. Bro, I, I honestly don't get it. Who I get, I think the real question is, who are we trying to impress? Mm-hmm. Who are we trying to show that we're the man? Who are we trying to show that we got it going on? Are we trying to for, keep impressing other girls? Check, yes. Trying to show guys that we're not the little puppies that they think we are? Yes. I feel like we under we, we we forget. Being a good husband does not make you more of a man. If anything, it makes you more of a... Oh, sorry. Did I say that wrong? Being a good husband does not make you any less of a man. If anything, it makes you more of a man. Because a man who doesn't care what anyone else have to say, I think that's the epitome of a, of a man. That's what a man should be. Oh, you think X, Y, and Z about me? Good for you. Stay single. I'm happy over here. Exactly. I'm good ten over here. Good for you. Keep being a hoe, giving your body to all these other women out here. Good for you. Keep calling other women hoes for doing the same thing that you're doing. Good for you. Meanwhile, as it says in the book of Joshua, me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. Me and my house, we're gonna get it on. Me and my house, we're gonna have a good relationship. Gonna have a loving, loving, <clears throat> a lovely time. Well, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. That's just my opinion, though. That's just the way I think about it. And, you know, I feel like this, we, we take it a little bit too far. Even women take it too far with this, by the way. Because sometimes women don't want to be seen in this light, oh, you're going to give give it all up for one man? You're going to just cook for this man every day? You're just going to clean this that man's house every day? We get, we, we what, are get, you, what are you, his maid? Exactly. Which, by the way, no, you're not this man's maid. You are his wife. Which is why I say that you have rights over this man. You get to say, uh, ladies, listen to me, and men too. You get to tell your husband, I don't want you texting other women. You get to say that. Why? Because you are his wife. You get to tell your husband, I don't like it when you go out to get drunk every weekend and leave me in the home by myself. You get to say that because you are his wife. Nobody put a gun to that man's head. 
to propose to you. A lot of men should just be intent, like emotionally intelligent enough to just off the rip know what they need to do and what not to do. Because there's so there's so many things out here that are going on that is like, like you're a grown ass man. Yeah. Some things aren't. Some things are just black and white. You a grown ass man. You just got married for the heck of it. You have no emotional intelligence whatsoever. You don't know what the heck you're doing. Bro, I, I really have to to question the the emotional intelligence or lack of emotional intelligence of a man who is willing to sign his life away to a woman that he's not willing to love. That's because as long as we keep think, thinking that love is a feeling, it's always going to be easier. That's true. And we've said it once... Time and time again, love is not a feeling. It's a decision. And you have to decide daily to love this woman. Even on the days that you wake up thinking, oh, we went to bed mad, but she's still wrong and I'm right. Even in those situations, you have to decide to love her. Even in the moments that you feel like she deserves not to be loved by you, that's when you have to decide to love her. That's when you got to do it. Because I feel like we forget something. Let's talk about something here. Marriage is, and I'm going to speak from a Christian standpoint, marriage is not you telling a woman that you love her and you're going to take care of her. Marriage is you telling God, yo, God, I'm going to take care of your daughter. That's exactly. I'm going to love your daughter and take care of her. It makes it that much more serious when we think about it that way. Because you're not breaking a promise that you made with God, with with a random girl. You're breaking a promise with God. Which is why it is such a serious thing that we uphold our end of the agreement. But and but we I don't understand why we want to amalgamate the way that other people want to interpret our relationships and what we feel like we have to do, bro. Do you know that that's why so many people don't even want to post their girls on Instagram, or post their wives on Instagram, or post their husbands on Instagram, or anywhere, under the guise of well, oh, my relationship is private. I don't. I don't. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because I think that was also part of the... It was. Let's talk about that. What do you think? What's your opinion on posting your spouse or your partner on social media? I mean, respectfully, I don't see a, I don't see an issue with it as long as... An issue as long with as, not doing it? No, no. With posting it as long as... Because there's, there's also like... There's women who just don't want to be posted either or men. Right. Because if I tell, like, my wife, for example, like, you know, like, if I post and she goes, oh, no, please, like, don't. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, I got to respect that as well. But for the men that just do it because they are hiding something or they want people to think that they're single or they don't want whatever, that's where the issue really lies. Right. Because then what are you really, what are your intentions? I, here's the way that I see it. Let's talk specifically about marriages, right? Okay. Because you would think that this is not a, a thing, but there are married people who do not post each other, who don't want people to know that who their husband is or whatever. Right. And if you're like, which is not the case for the majority of people, if you're like a really big influencer, social media personality or something like that, and you want to keep that part of your life private, that's understandable. But for the majority of other people, even if you're just dating that person, if it's a serious relationship, if you if you see yourself marrying that person, then I have questions if you don't want to post them. I'm not saying that you're automatically a cheater. I'm not saying that you're automatically want, want to give the impression that you're still single, but I have questions. Number one, 
why don't you want to post that person? What is the, the, the reason that you want to keep that so private? Is it because you want to protect them under the guise that you don't want any drama or whatever, yada, yada? Mm-hmm. Or is it under the, the more likely situation that you don't want to be either exposed for being a cheater? That too. Because a lot of times, a lot of times, and I don't want to defend the person, the person that you're cheating, that you're cheating with. So a lot, like a lot of times there's cases where like, let's say a man or a woman is cheating on their, on their, on their partner. Right. And the person that they're cheating on them with doesn't even know it. Yeah. So they, the whole time they think they're single. That's true. Bro, these, these scenarios sound like soap operas. They happen so many times. So much. So then, so then. You know, it hits the fan, and everybody's in shock. Exactly. Oh, you was married? <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I... Oh, you was married? Oh, you have kids? Oh, my God. Crazy. It, it just goes down that path. And here's Now you th- left with nothing. Exactly. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I believe strictly in dating to marry. Y'all, y'all, y'all hear me? Date to marry. Do not just date around. For me, honestly, this might sound a little bit whatever. That is, you are ruining, you're tarnishing a reputation at that point. I have friends that have dated so many girls on and off. I cannot tell you. If a girl asks me about him, I can't with a straight face, oh, yeah, he's marriage material. I don't know that. You're like number 13 on his roster at this point. Like, good luck to you. But at, at the end of the day, if you are with a serious person that you that you want to be with them seriously and they refuse to post you, that is a red flag to me. It's a red flag because marriage is supposed it's it's a public, right? Everybody knows that you're married, or at least it's supposed to. It's supposed to. That doesn't just start when you're married. It's supposed to start way before that. You're supposed to be this girl that this man loves, this girl that people know, that he protects you, that he's for you. Bro, the, the best relationships I see are men who take their girls seriously, bro. Now, we got to be careful. Like, the women out there listening, and even the men, we got to be really be careful with who we post before marriage. True. Because I've seen cases where a girl will post a guy, like, you know, the new relationship or whatever, and it just ends up turning against her because the guy ended up having a reputation that she did not know about. Yeah. So then she out here looking goofy. Mm-hmm. Or he out here looking goofy. Because everybody looking at you through the screen is like, dang, you got with, you got with, with her? You got with her? Me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it, it, it really does go down that path, bro. But at that point, I feel like there's a silver lining because here's the thing. If you know somebody's past, if you're honest, and you're willing to go ha- go ahead and participate in that, or you're willing to go ahead and make her your wife, that's on you. Yeah. But just so you know... Smokers see the warning and they still smoke. Bro, I'm going to tell you something right now. Recently, within the last week, there was there was an ex-basketball uh, player whose wife had an OnlyFans and he didn't know about it. I didn't hear about that. It's crazy. She had an OnlyFans. He didn't know about it. They got into this huge fight. She was live for some reason. <laughs> Thinking that, oh, this is going to show him. That's funny. She went live trying to justify the fact, oh, I do what I got to do. It's my body, blah, blah, blah. This is his wife, by the way. 
at first I was like, nah, she's so wrong. How could she do that to him? That y'all are married. And I still believe that if she was going to do that, which I'm against totally, she should have at least told her husband. Like she's literally sharing her body with everybody online. Something that this man thought was only for him. Mm-hmm. Right? She's a porn star. He got married to her knowing that she was a porn star. Mm. What did you expect, bro? He expected her to change her ways. Yeah. He tried to her, turn, her, turn a hoe into a housewife. Exactly. So how do you do this? You get, you see the signs. You got a lot of faith. Too much, in my opinion, bro. Too much. But bro, they posted her videos on Twitter. I didn't see them because I know better than that. I just heard the <coughs> stories. I saw the memes. It's like, how do you... How do you see your girl doing this to these guys and expect her to be? And I'm like, yo, people, Twitter's out of pocket, but it's it's a really good mirror, bro. You you did this to yourself. It's like the it's like the Adam Twenty Two thing too. Like it's like honestly, bro, that that breaks my heart. But then there's levels to it though, because then we got this is I think you could say it in a negative way, simp activity. Yeah. But then we also got the Will Smith thing, which is also simp activity. Well, uh, Will Smith, bro, in my opinion, I was, I was, I said this last time. Will Smith is the the, the what is representing the death of a beloved role model for me. Because up until that point, Will Smith was a role model for yeah. me. Had the family going on, beautiful wife, kids, yeah. the whole shebang, right? And then I don't think she's pretty. And then things just started to trickle down. Things just started to happen. Things just started. Oh, she did what to you? With who? Entanglement. How many times? Again? Y'all been separated since when? It just started happening piece by piece, slowly. And then I'm like, all right. Obviously, I have to stick by my rule when I said, you cannot trust what happens behind closed doors in another home. The appearance of happiness is such a deceiving appearance. Other people can say whatever they're going to say, but never trust what happens behind closed doors. Never. But with that being said, Going back to the original sentence that we were talking about here about posting a girl or a guy. Honestly, I know that social media is not for everyone. It's not. And I eventually want to get to a point where I just want to delete it completely. Me too. Unless you guys help me make money. Well, well here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I believe that social media is downright the absolute worst thing that ever happened to us as a human race, as a society. And I stand by that. I believe that social media is a poison that has infiltrated relationships. Men and women want to imitate what they see online. Mm -hmm. Social media is not real. We know it, but we don't believe it. No, it's not real. And then we find ourselves comparing our relationships to what we see online. Can you imagine a girl, like in the year 2001... Let's say 2013. Back when Jada and Will were still a thing, apparently. Mm-hmm. Right? When they were a good thing. Or apparently a good thing. Can you imagine a girl just saying, Will Smith treats her girl so well. 
yada, yada, yada. Or a guy saying, Jada treats her man great, excellent. Meanwhile, Jada's being entangled with somebody. Which is such an ironic thing to say. Why? Because she bald. <laughs> Movie Tangled. I know. Pumped. It just wasn't. <laughs> Bro, my da- I'm sorry. I just had to get that off my chest. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how we we, we like to compare these things. And but but then, I also want to make make something very clear. Just because he doesn't post you does not mean that he's a dog. That does not make him a cheater. Just because he doesn't, just because she doesn't want to post you, does not make her a hoe. Sometimes people just try to protect what's there. That's all. Right. The, the moment some people realize that you have a good thing for going for you, they always want to ruin it. Exactly. Now this is where I would ask a question: Do they regularly post online? Are they always posting something? Are they always on Twitter? Always on Instagram? Always posting stories? Bro, she won't even put you on her on your close friends on her close friends. I'd question that. I'd ask why. And then, again, to that point, you do whatever you're going to. I feel like this is a really good segue to get into the question that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. The question of the day? Yeah. The question? Yeah. So I didn't write it down, but I did memorize it. I know. You memorized it with a mind green. That's That's impressive. Which, by the way, I feel a little bit better right now. That's because you're passionate right now, so you're... Well... Let's not get carried away here. No, I am passionate about this. I am passionate about this question, though, because it's a very important topic. Go okay? Ahead, so basically, this user writes, Hey, guys, I recently found my husband, his search history. Nice. He's been watching porn. Nice. The last time that we found it, it was a huge argument. We blew up. Nothing ever came of it, and I just assumed that he stopped watching it. How do I address it now? Because I do feel betrayed. I feel hurt. But I just want this to be over. We are Christians. We're believers. We're believers, but this can't continue. How do I confront him this time? I have a few things to say about this. Go off. Or do you want to say something first? No, go off. All right. Lady. I'll jump in whenever. Okay. First and foremost, as we always address these things... I am so sorry that you went through this. I'm sorry that you that your husband is dealing with something rather rather difficult to deal with. Because it is difficult. But let me tell you where you messed up. You were not a safe partner when you found out. You were not a safe partner. You did not address this as an addiction, which it is. You did not address this as... Uh, a really hard thing to let go of, you addressed it as betrayal. Mm-hmm. Which, don't get me wrong, to a certain degree it is. It doesn't justify it, but we always got to find it. It doesn't justify it. We always got to find the root of everything. Exactly. It's like, you you need to understand that this man did not do this to you. In fact, he was probably doing it to himself, and he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. The fact that you guys are Christians makes me identify with this even more because he knows mm. what it feels like. We call it post-nut clarity. 
we we know what it feels like once we're done with everything. We just like we just go like, damn, gross. Did I really just do that? I have a whole wife. Damn, did I really just? That that's all that goes through your mind. Right now, you're the way that you worded this question. You are still asking me how you're going to confront your husband. That is not the attitude you need to have right now. Your husband is fighting for his life. The fact that this is hidden from you just goes to show that he does not feel safe telling you about this. Not only that, but there's there's shame involved. Yes. Do not contribute to the shame. Don't be the reason why he goes off this deep. Because let me tell you something. Maybe, because you're telling me in the question, you're telling me in the question that he that you you found out you guys blew up over it and that's where it stayed. There was no resolution to the problem. There was no, hey babe, listen. That's where the safe place was not initiated because if you blew up already, if you blew up already all, all about it, I know for a fact, like if it was in my case scenario, I wouldn't go to you again if I know if I already know how you're gonna react. No, exactly. He's not gonna go like, you know what, babe? <sighs> Even though you had a terrible reaction the first time, let me try. No, he's gonna be like, he's gonna remember what happened the last time. It's like it's like it's like a child. When when a child does something bad and you hit him as a form of discipline, what makes you think he's not going to do it again just not in front of you? Exactly. Bro, that's that's such a good example because when you correct kids in a inappropriate way, they're not going to stop doing what they were doing. They're going to figure out a way to do it behind your back. Behind your back. So since you are this man's wife, the person that's supposed to be the safest person in his life, the person that he is supposed to be protecting that you're supposed to be protecting too. Because we forget about that. You got to protect him. You got to protect this man. This is not, this is your husband, but this is the man that you're supposed to be protecting. Guess what? You failed. So let's start this over, okay? Instead of you figuring out how you're going to confront your husband, okay? Instead of figuring out how you're going to confront him, ask, how am I going to help him? How am I going to help my man break out of this issue? Because that, again, I'm telling you, this man is fighting for his life here. He's going through it. He's wishing that this was not a thing in his life. And he already got one battle. He's not trying to fight another one. Exactly. So please don't go about this in a, oh, because here's the thing. You're already making this about you. Mm. You're already trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to make him understand that he's, no, 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 no. He understands. He knows, but you, you, you have to be a safe person to be around right now because the more, the more we venture into the aspect of being a confrontational spouse, the less we're going to want to be around you. Do you understand that? So oh, I understand. So with that being said, again, I am sorry that you're going through this. No woman wants to find their man's search history and it'd be a bunch of other women that look nothing like you. That, that can probably branch off a myriad of insecurities. And I'm sure of it. I'm pretty sure that you're feeling insecure right now. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that. No wife should ever experience that. This is not normal. Which is why I'm telling you that pornography is an epidemic that, that everybody is facing. I think ultimately the best way to the, the best way to approach this is just with grace. Yes. Just let him know before you even start 
a discussion. Let him know, listen, I love you right now. Yeah. At this very moment, me even knowing the information that I know, I love you right now. Don't allow him to forget that. And just gracefully, in the same way that as you believers, you guys were forgiven of your sins, in the same way that God allows you to receive his graces for in order for you to give it. Right. Everybody, and like I always say, everybody's gone through through their thing, whether it's porn or whether it's something else. You got to approach it like if it's you with the same empathy. Yeah. Yeah, I would just reassess how you're going to approach him. Instead of you, again, coming at him, don't come at anyone. That's that's just that's disrespectful to begin with, because you're already kind of uh, being condescending in that in that matter of speech. What you want to do is just sit down with him. You know, don't even try to catch him off guard. And, and I'm gonna tell you something right now. If he's like watching a game or something, don't even do it in that moment. Yeah. Just in any moment that you're vulnerable with each other, just be like, "Hey, babe, listen, I just want to have this conversation with you, okay?" I found your search history. Just be honest right off the rip. I found your search history. I want you to know that, yes, I am hurt. You don't have to lie about that. You're hurt. Yeah. However, I'm pretty sure that you are just as hurt, if not more hurt, than I am. Because I know that this is not a struggle that you want to be going through. You know what you should also do in that very moment? Apologize for how you treated it the first time that you found out. Mm. Say, listen, a man will hear I'm sorry significantly less in his lifetime than any woman will. That is statistical fact. Say, I am sorry for the way that I handled this in in the past that possibly caused you to be like this in the present. And that, that right there is the seed that you plant because just like... Apart from this conversation, you're planting a seed to to be able to create safety for further endeavors and further issues. Precisely. Because what you don't want is to, okay, this time it might be porn, but next time it might be something else that he's still not going to want to tell you. It might be something more serious. It might be a whole other person. What you want to do is be able to create that safe space from this point on, starting with this and using this as an example. So when something later goes on, you can... You can come at it with that same irrational grace as well. Exactly, exactly. Be a gracious wife. Be the wise woman that God already believes that you are. Yep. Use that wisdom to your favor to edify your house and to protect your husband. Because if you really love him, you're not going to make this about you. It's a lot easier, especially knowing that you're a Christian. Like You have the model of what grace looks like and forgiveness. Which is such a great thing to have, by the way. Yeah. So be gracious, be loving. Approach this man with as uh, I would approach him like a scared dog that's about to run away from you if you do the wrong movement. Mm-hmm. Because I'm telling you, this could be the the pivotal moment where either from now on everything that he does he's gonna tell you, or everything that he does he's gonna hide from you. Be gracious with him. He loves you. I promise you, he loves you. The way that this was effect, uh, handled the first time may have dictated why this, this is still going on. Mm-hmm. So do something different. Don't do the same thing and expect a different result. Yeah, and help them through the process as well. You know. All right. You know what? I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable since we're talking about this. Okay? I myself, and every, we have been very open about this. You and I have <laughs> okay. both struggled with pornography in the past. Yeah. It's not a secret. 
In fact, we are very open about this on purpose. Okay? Yeah. In fact, I'm just going to... Because when you're open about it, you make it smaller than what it is. Precisely. I'm just going to reiterate for those of you joining the live. Uh, we're talking about how a woman should address her husband <coughs> who found out that her husband is still watching porn, even though they had a huge fight about it in the past, and it was never really addressed. Okay, that's caught up. I used to be in it, in, in that same category. You were an addict. I was an addict, right? I, I, I couldn't get Don't away Don't give it power by saying it. you no, were an addict. No, exactly. I was an addict. And I was very vocal about that with my wife. Do you know what my wife does, bro? She goes the extra mile to make sure that I'm not looking at these things. She goes the extra mile to make sure that I'm protected because she wants to protect me. She knows that may, this hasn't happened for I don't know however how long, but she knows that all it takes is one moment. All it takes is one scene. One slip up. All it takes is one scroll on Twitter to, oh, I wasn't supposed to see that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's that nothing's going to happen, but maybe it is. So for the woman who asked me this question, you have no idea if maybe that fight did cause him not to see it for a while. And maybe he was doing fine. Mm-hmm. And he just slipped up. So with that being said, um, it's very, uh, it's great timing, this question, because Fight the New Drug did approach me. They asked me to participate in No Porn November, which is a pretty straightforward challenge, 30 days without consuming adult content. Okay? This is not, this is not mean that you're just going to kick the habit like that. However, it is a great way to reboot your brain and hopefully help you kick the habit. If you, especially if you're the woman that messaged me, if you're listening to this, I would go to fightthenewdrug.org, ftnd.org. They have so many resources, so many things that you can see that can help you figure out how to, have, how to navigate this. They have statistics, they have facts, they have data, they have testimonials, they have ex-porn stars there. Talking about how the industry is terrible. They have uh, people who have survived trafficking talking about all of this. And maybe bring that data to your husband. Bro, do you know how crazy that would be? If she would be so willing to help her man that she says, baby, listen, I found this out. And before you say anything, I did research for you. I went to, I went and got resources so that we can both help you get out of this. Mm-hmm. What? That's irrational love. That's irrational grace right there. Not every man has that. You can be one of very few women. Yeah. I got that. So It's nothing better than a safe home. Nothing is better than a safe wife, bro. Absolutely. I feel like we need to to prioritize that a little bit more. Being safe? Yeah. Forget about wanting to have a safe person. Prioritize being a safe person. Always. Always. Prioritize being somebody that your husband can be around and be like, yo, baby, listen, I messed up. Mm-hmm. I need your help. Bro, that is, what? That'll cultivate the best relationships you'll ever have. Literally. And then your kids seeing that, growing up in a, in a healthy, nurturing environment where they know that they can talk without being judged, knowing that nobody is perfect, nobody that everybody's going to mess up, but in this house, in this house, you can count with my grace. You can count with my help that no matter what you go through, I'm here for you. That doesn't happen enough. And I feel like we need to give each other a break a lot of the time. We need to give each other breaks with our shortcomings. 
Because they're going to have the we, – we get married with these expectations that we're not going to fail. Bro, we're going to fail and we're going to do it a lot. But be a safe person to be around. That's my answer to that question. Do you have anything else to add to that? I don't, actually. You don't? No. All right. Well, if that's the case, we have wrapped up this episode of Stay Uncomfortable. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and I hope you all have a great day. It's your boy O. It's your boy Johan, and we are signing out.